What happens when four women get together to play D&D for the first time ever? What kind of trouble could their characters possibly get into in the very first episode? And which one's the D20 again? With sugar and spice and a roll of the dice, you're listening to The Dice Girls. This is our very first session ever, like, for pretty much all of us, <laughs> ever in the history of our lives. Uh, I'm Becca, and I'm going to be DMing, and I've never done that before, and I've played D&D maybe five or six times ever. Wow, you're the expert in the group. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is literally the blind meeting the blind. So, yeah, that's who I am. I'm Becca, and I'm your DM. I'm Ashley. This is my first time playing... Which will be a common theme here. <laughs> I am a half-orc paladin named Rachna, very devoted to the Church of Bahamut, who is a dragon. So I literally worship a dragon. Nice. Um, <laughs> that's my favorite part of the story. <laughs> She's a half-orc who looks very orcish. Rachna is tall. She's like I don't know, 6'3". Um, <laughs> and she's green, and she's buff, and she's got little teeth sticking out. Um, <laughs> so she looks very orcish. Uh, that's that's it, right? I'm yeah. level one. Yeah. <laughs> also a common theme. Also, yeah. yes. Um, I'm Alexa. I am a changeling named Kai. I'm a rogue. You all know me as Mara. So like, I'm kind of I'm on the shorter side. I'm slender, I'm pale, and I have blonde hair. Uh, I'm Kim, and I'm a Triton bard. Trigus Garganath is the name. That is like a name and a half. Yeah. The most D&D name out of any of us, really. (laughs) Very D. You're going to be so... It's it's so funny because I think some of the character names that I picked are not, like, D&D-ish, so you're going to be like... The epic name. Okay, right. You're going to be running into, like, Max and, like, Atrigus. Okay. So what what instrument do you play? Uh, Right now, the bagpipe. The bagpipe. And that was one of the reasons I had to leave home, because my family just couldn't, they couldn't take it anymore. (laughs) And so what I wound up doing was I I bought a van, and so I just lived in my van down by the river. (laughs) And I was... Sorry, I just pictured an underwater van. Like, you went to this van dealership underwater. Yeah. Yeah. Does it still have tires? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Oh, my gosh. And on the the side of the van, there's, like, one of those spray-painted... Oh, yeah. Poseidon. Oh, nice. Oh, sweet. That's awesome. So... You are all uh, in the town of Adoran. Um, it's a small uh, seaside city, and they are known for their shipbuilders. So there's a lot of lumber brought in from the nearby jungles and forests. And for a small town, it, it seems very bustling. People are just there all the time to buy ships, to build ships, to, you know, look at the pretty ships. The first kind of place that you guys are all at. It's evening. You're in the one and only tavern in Endoran. It's called the Rusty Spoon. And (laughs) (laughs) 
why don't you each take a minute and tell me why your character might be at the Rusty Spoon? I think she's probably spending what what little money she probably has on her and just getting drunk. Nice. She just wants to. <laughs> she just wants to party. Yeah, she's just uh, had a long day of adventuring, probably. Yeah. Uh, and getting wasted at the bar. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair. So, Mara. Mara. Yes. Mara. Has been traveling all day, so she's probably pretty hungry, pretty thirsty. So she stopped into the only place in town. Okay. To fill up. Yeah. Yeah. Get some hot soup. Get some sustenance. Yeah. <laughs> what about Trigus? Uh, okay, well, Trigus, this is his first evening on land, so he just went to where the lights were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pretty. <laughs> okay, all right, fair enough. This tavern is it's like a kind of a rustic, traditional-looking tavern. There's lots of wood on the interior. There's lots of people in this bar. Um, you see a green dragonborn uh, tending bar. Uh, he seems pretty skilled at what he's doing. Um, he's, he's definitely been here for a long time. Guarding the door, there are two half-orcs. And they're kind of like, they're kind of goofing around. You can tell they're not taking it super seriously. I mean, it's a like a Tuesday night and it's, you know, it's, it's not super crowded in the bar. Nothing pretty, you know, crazy is going on. So they're kind of relaxed and just, you know, poking at each other and kind of picking on each other. There's a dice game going on at one of the tables. It's, it's a little rowdy. There's, you know, like this, uh, a redhead human big big bushy haired guy who is is playing dice with a very shifty looking halfling woman and a, a dwarven man who is very jubilantly losing <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like a small group of people gathered around watching the dice game um and then here and there there's a couple other travelers kind of dotting the room kind of doing something similar tomorrow looking for a hot meal before they turn in for the night there is um actually in this bar there is a stage and uh, there is uh, an MC. He's a half elf. He's very energetic and very flamboyant and just like, man, he's excited. He's trying to get the crowd excited. And he has just announced that there is an open mic oh night for anyone uh, who wants to come and try their skill, uh, whether it be singing or playing music or, or reciting poetry. <laughs> All right, all you ladies and gents out there, it's time for Open Mic Night at the Rusty Spoon. I'm Xander, and I'm going to be your host tonight. And anyone who wants to come on up and show their musical talents, there's a sign-up list right behind me. All you got to do is put your name on it, and when we call your name, come and see how the crowd likes what you got. I'm still looking for a first taker on this list, so anyone who wants to put their name on the list and come and showcase their talents, you can be the first one up here at the Rusty Spoon tonight. There's a couple of people in the audience who actually look really interested in taking this MC up on his offer. There is a really smug looking elven uh, lute player. Uh, he is just like so above everything. Uh, and he has two very attractive elven women, one on each arm. And then there is also a nervous looking uh, pan pipe player who, uh, who looks like he can't decide whether he wants to uh, take the MC up on his, his open mic night or not. <laughs> Alright, so he makes that announcement and does a flourish and shows the, the sign-up sheet on the wall behind him. And, uh, and, and things in the bar kind of, you know, continue. Um, what are you guys doing? I'm trying to figure out what song I'm going to sing. <laughs> we already 
already know you're signing up. <laughs> yeah. I'm first in line. First. That's good because he doesn't have anybody yet. Okay. So are you prepared for this? No. <laughs> no, I'm not. So are you going to hang back and wait for somebody else to write their name down? No, I think I'm going to do it. Okay, as you um, make your way towards the list, the real smug-looking elf kind of pushes past you. Okay. And he looks back at you and says, are you really gonna go up there and sing? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I mean, I have a gift. I must share it with the world. Good luck with that. What was your name? Uh, Trigus Garganath. Bless you. What was your name? (laughs) Trigus Garganath. Oh my goodness. Okay, that's fine. Um, well, I'm Coralius, um, but you can call me, you can call me Coralius. <laughs> Good luck. And he flips his hair, he has long hair, Aww. he's very, he's very pale skinned, very tall and thin, mm-hmm. long hair, and he flips his hair and he continues up and signs his name first okay. on the list. Alright, so you are, you're, you're heading out to the stage now. Oh, wait, what, uh, he's going to sign up, to sign up. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, you're, you're, Okay, yes, I'm, I'm up and I'm signing my name. Alright, and, and while all this is going on, what's Mara doing? She's eating, she's kind of groaning at the thought of music. <laughs> <laughs> she's not amused. No, she's, she's kind of like, oh, but it's the only tavern, so yeah. she can deal. And, and what's, uh, what's Rachna doing? Um, I think she's probably not paying much mind to the to the event going on stage. She might be kind of looking over like, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> but probably not too interested. She's asking the bartender if he knows about any any good jobs that she could pick up. She's not really okay. into the thing. All right. The bartender, um, his, uh, he's a little weary of you. He doesn't know you. You're new in town. It's a small town. Everybody knows everybody. He doesn't know you. You look very orcish. (laughs) He is uh, kind of giving you short answers. He's not really giving you much. Okay. She gets it. She's been through this before. Um, So uh, I think she just kind of kicks back and and looks up at the stage and decides that she's going to watch whatever mess happens on stage. (laughs) All right. All right. That's it. Fair enough. All right. Xander steps back up onto the stage. Uh, and so he says, all right, it looks like we've got a couple signups already. First up on our list tonight is going to be Coralius. Everyone give a warm welcome to our tavern favorite, Coralius. And yeah, everyone, everyone in the bar, like the only people who don't pay it any mind is the, the dice players. They're kind of really caught up in their game, <laughs> but everyone else is like enraptured. And this, this haughty looking Elf man uh, goes up onto the stage and he's, he pulls out his lute and he starts playing the most ridiculously gorgeous song any of you have ever heard. Like, oh. it is... I'm, I'm guessing you especially, uh, Trigus, are just <laughs> enraptured, if not super intimidated. And disheartened, probably. <laughs> probably a little disheartened. This guy is freaking talented. Like crazy and everyone is super into it like they are cheering and whistling and like he is the he is the star of the rusty spoon for sure (laughs) for sure (laughs) um so uh he performs a very very great song 
everyone, when it's over, the applause just explodes throughout the tavern. And then uh, uh, Xander uh, steps back onto the stage and he wipes a tear from his eye. <laughs> and he says, well, I'd hate to be the guy who's going after Coralius. <laughs> Looks like Trigus, you're up next. <laughs> Good luck, buddy. Oh, boy. What do you do? Uh, walk up to the mic and just remind myself that I am the greatest. That he may be, you know, have a beautiful voice, may play the, was it a lute or a, a lute. lyre? A lute. Just beautifully, but hold my beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, are you bagpiping it or are you just singing tonight? Tonight I'm just singing okay. because I want to save the bagpipes. I don't think you guys are ready for my bagpiping <laughs> okay. because it's like, it's enough to make you change, you know, okay. change your whole life. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Love is a burning thing. And it makes a fire. <laughs> 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 All right, so Trey gets you get up there and you start just singing, yeah. just soulfully. Right. Okay, I need you to roll a d20. Uh, we're gonna what do, is that? Uh, this one? The 20s. This is the 20. Okay. The one with the 20 on it. All right, so go Yeah, go ahead and roll. Uh, you're going to do a performance check. Okay. see how well you're received. 18. Wow. <laughs> I told you guys. <laughs> So people are are pretty. They're they're pretty impressed. They didn't expect much. Um, right. Most of them have never seen a Triton before, actually. So right. so if they were watching, it was kind of out of like, what is yeah, that? Because I'm very attractive. So <laughs> so uh, yeah, most of them were at first just kind of like, this is gonna be weird. Yeah. But then you start belting out this song, mm-hmm. and they're pretty into it. Like they're. They're liking it. The only one who doesn't seem to like it is Coralius, who's kind of sitting, oh, in, the, sitting in the okay. corner with his arms crossed, and, yeah. and the two elven women that he's with are kind of, like, fawning over him and trying to comfort him, basically, okay. right. to be like, no, this guy's got nothing on you. Right. And uh, so as you're performing, they're they're pretty receptive to it. Um, again, the only people who are not really digging it is the dice players. Their game is getting a little rowdier. Uh oh. Um, it's it's seeming like the uh, the dwarven the dwarven guy. Uh, he's he's not so happy anymore about losing, and he's he's getting a little louder. He's getting a little drunker. He's banging his fist on the table a little bit, uh, and some of the crowd has kind of started to to like back away from <laughs> them a little bit. Just kind of like it's not as fun to watch anymore. But, yeah, so you're up there singing, and uh, are you guys still, has anything changed for you guys since uh, what, since this all started? Rockman was definitely not impressed by the, what was his name? Coralius. Coralius. Um, mostly because he's a smug jerk, so she wasn't interested at all in him, but as soon as the... As soon as the fish man goes on stage, <laughs> <laughs> she kind of she can't help she can't help but like kind of look up over her uh, over her tall mug of beer and um, raise her eyebrows a little bit like oh well this is I I was expecting something warbly but this is beautiful <laughs> she's interested she's watching all right all right. Mara. I think Mara is really resisting the urge to throw her soup at the stage. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mara is not digging this music at all. All right, so uh, so the uh, the dice players continue to get rowdier and rowdier, and the uh, the dwarf 
has clearly lost a lot of money. And um, during the middle of your performance, he, you see him, and you guys notice, uh, he gives a yell of rage and, like, jumps up from the table and goes to, like, try and flip it over. And the redhead, the big, bushy, redheaded uh, human stands up and they start arguing very loudly. Um, there's a little bit of pushing, a little bit of shoving. It looks like it could kind of devolve into a, a tavern brawl pretty, pretty quickly. What do you do? Yeah, I, I'm pretty oblivious to everything that's going on. Right. I'm so You're in the enamored in with the my own voice. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. I dig it. I think uh, Mara would kind of scoop back a little bit, just kind of stay out of it, because she wants to not really get into that. She's trying to blend it. Yeah, she's trying to blend it. I'm trying not to call attention to myself. Okay. Uh, Rockna steps in. <laughs> <laughs> I figured. Um, yeah, she, as soon as she sees that, uh, you know, this guy's trying to flip the table and, you know, they're starting to, it's starting to look hairy, um, I think she would immediately step in and, uh, and maybe try and put her arm out in front of one of them and, and go, hey, you know, Stop that. Alright, neither of them take well to that, and they both immediately turn to you and start shouting at you. Who do you who do you think you are? Stay out of this, this is none of your business. Orc. Are they in my face? They're in your face. Which one's in my face? The human specifically is in your face. Rockna throws a punch. Nelly! <laughs> <laughs> that sets her off immediately. Okay. And uh and yeah, she um any part of her that would have been calm enough to have a rational conversation is gone. She she throws a punch. Okay, all right. So you are swinging at the human. Go ahead and roll a d20 to see if you hit him or not. Ooh, it's a 10. So uh, you you go to punch this guy, and his hand kind of flies up and, and like, catches your fist in, in mid-swing, and you do nothing. He's pretty ticked off at you, though. And uh, he decides to uh, to throw a punch back at you. He he got a fifteen versus your armor class. So what's your armor class? Where is that? <laughs> oh, it's sixteen. So oh. he uh, he barely misses you. He he just yeah. kind of like it. It almost like glances off the side of your face. It doesn't hurt at all or or do anything. Um, and while that is going on, the the dwarf has decided to now kind of uh, back down, but he's still just, he's so ticked off at this whole situation. Like, he can't believe how much money he lost. He's going to turn around to the nearest table, which has Mara at it. He's going to grab her soup uh, because he's just so angry. And and the sound coming from the stage is just grating on him. And he's going to scream, shut up! And fling the soup right at Trigus. I think Mara is pretty upset. Her soup is now gone. It wasn't very good soup, but she was still eating it. Yeah. <laughs> is it hot? Was your soup still hot? <laughs> I think it was a little lukewarm. Okay. Oh, okay. But I'm pretty unaware of customs in your land, so I think I may go ask people, you know, what what is the, you know, acceptable okay. response to this custom? What does this mean? I mean? Have I been honored with this soup? Like, who, who would you ask? I would ask, I would ask, uh, Mara, excuse me, miss, I've been drenched with the liquid from your bowl. What does this mean? Have I been honored by your people? Mm, um, no, dude, no. (laughs) Sorry. 
So, is this a situation that I should be upset? Yes, that was an insult. It was an insult. It was an insult. Okay, so... Uh, the dwarf comes up behind you. Yeah, it was an insult. Man, your singing sucks. Oh, so he's not pleased with my pipes. Not at all. Okay. Go uh, out to the ocean! He's rather rude. Is he not? Is he he's, Is he rude? He's pretty rude. The dwarf he's, is super ticked that you're just ignoring him. Oh, okay. Like, he is... <laughs> He's looking for a fight, and you're just ignoring him, so okay. he is just gonna, he's, he's real angry. Okay. And, uh, he, he, he kind of, like, rears back to throw a punch, mm-hmm. um, but before he can, and before your skirmish can get any, any more involved, the, uh, the two half-orc guards finally, like, hey, we should probably step in. Okay. So, uh, so they, they come, they come stomping over, they, they go to you, uh, Rachna first, and the human... Because, you know, uh, yours is the most kind of uh, pressing big, big thing that's going on. There's punches being thrown. Uh, they're not hitting anything. <laughs> Everybody's a little too drunk. Everyone's a little too drunk to hit their punches. Yeah, that's so. what it is. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they haven't really been paying a lot of attention, but they just take one look at the situation and they're like, get out to you. And they, they basically, they tell you to get out of their tavern right now. Yeah, you, troublemaker, get out. I think I go. I okay. think I'm, uh, I've seen enough. I'm out of here. All right. Around the same time, the uh, bartender, the green dragonborn, comes over to your guys' skirmish. And he is just kind of shaking his head and is like, I don't know what kind of trouble you two newbies have brought in here, but I'm not having it in my tavern. Get out now, both of you. And he looks at you and he looks at you and he tells you to get out of his bar. Mara. I, Mara would just leave quietly because she doesn't want to cause a scene or cause any attention to her. So she just kind of slinks out. Yes. And then I would ask, when do I perform next? Never. You're not allowed back in here. Go. Okay. I'm leaving. <laughs> you kind of hear a snicker from the Cor- Coralius as you walk past him to leave. It's time for a Dice Girl solo with me, Becca, your DM, a.k.a. Master Dice? I don't know how I feel about that one. I think I'm going to come up with a different one next time. Anyways, I just wanted to pop in and say thank you for listening to our very first episode. Um, I wanted to throw out a special thank you to Anita from Critical Misses. They are a gender-inclusive D&D group in Calgary, and they've been a fantastic supporter of our show basically since before it was even a show. So thank you so much, Critical Misses. We really appreciate it. If you're enjoying the podcast, please take a minute or two to rate us on iTunes. Because we're brand new, that kind of thing could definitely make or break us. Also, if you'd like to follow us on social media, we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook as The Dice Girls. Finally, if you've made it this far and you're asking yourself, how can I directly support this podcast? First of all, you're awesome. And second of all, the best way to do that is by becoming a patron on our Patreon page for as little as a dollar a month. You can find us at patreon.com slash the dice girls and check out the cool extras that you'll be getting when you become a patron. Thanks again for listening. And now the show must go on.
uh, you find yourselves outside of this tavern, and it's nighttime, um, and you're the only three out there. Rachna would go up to Trigus immediately, I think, and say, I'm, I'm sorry about that. Maybe if I hadn't gotten involved, that guy wouldn't have thrown that soup at you. And, and you, I, I don't, that was your soup, that was right? My soup. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you didn't get to finish <laughs> your soup. I, I just had too much to drink. I, you know, I, I shouldn't have been involved in that at all. It wasn't very good soup. I'm not totally upset. <laughs> well, good. At least there's that. <laughs> and I was just pleased to be adorned with the soup. I did tell you it wasn't a compliment, right? Yes, I, I understood your words, but I doubt them because there would be no possibility of anyone trying to insult Trigus. It just wouldn't happen. Everyone knows my greatness. Sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm uh, not going to argue with that. I, I don't know. I mean, where I'm from, having food thrown at your head doesn't mean much else. <laughs> Do you have, like, mushroom on your shoulder and you pick like it a up potato. and eat it? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's my first mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> what an experience. Yeah. Well, ladies, I'm very pleased to make your acquaintance. The name is Trigus Garganath. And who might you be, fair young maiden? That's pretty kind of you to call me a, a fair young maiden. Since I'm five foot and you're like six three. <laughs> <laughs> also, she's green and has bangs. Yeah. They're cute, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'm precious. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Well, that's quite a name. I'm, I'm Rachna. It's nice to meet you. Pleased to make your acquaintance. <laughs> and who might you be, my dear? Uh, I, my name is Mara. Mara. Mara of the Soup. <laughs> sure. Okay. I don't think that's how that works exactly. You don't seem like you're from around here. No, I'm not. I'm from down there. Oh. I come I come from the sea. Surely you must know my name, Trigus Garganath. My reputation precedes me. Uh, um, <laughs> sorry, man. Not really. <laughs> this is puzzling. Uh, I've never heard your name. Uh, I'm new in town too, though, so, you know, maybe... Maybe that's just me. Yes, I'm, I'm also new, and not a lot of news from your part of the world makes it up to the surface ah, very often. I understand. I understand. So I must make my legend known yep. amongst your people. Mm -hmm. What is your legend, exactly? <laughs> it's a legend of greatness. I come from a, a very proud people, and we have done great things to protect your people. I'm very surprised that you don't know about this. As you're standing there uh, talking, uh, none of you have noticed um, until you hear this ungodly shrieking noise. It's a terrible, terrible sound of someone in immense amounts of pain. And a gnome comes kind of wandering up to you guys and he's holding the sides of his head and he's just, he's moaning in pain and he's kind of screaming, make it stop, make it stop, make it stop. And he is just crazed like he can barely walk straight and he 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 walks right in the middle of your conversation and then screams super loudly he screams and he kind of just falls down uh on the ground in front of you uh, rachna immediately jumps to his side and asks uh are you, are you okay what's going on make it stop make the sound stop it won't go away it's everywhere what are you talking about? He just keeps on mumbling and screaming and like he is clearly in a lot of pain. Who's doing this to you? Uh, Trigus applauds because he thinks he's performing. What ho, young fellow. What a lovely voice you have. No, stop. This isn't... This man's in pain. 
Yeah, it's kind of insensitive. Trigus. <laughs> so this this uh, this gnome character, um, he looks like he's traveled a very long way. He's he's wandered a real a, a pretty a pretty long way in in excruciating pain. He's screaming and moaning and. And his screams are so loud that the two guards from inside the tavern come out. And they see this gnome on the ground in excruciating pain. And they see the three of you standing around him. And immediately... Oh, no. Immediately, they start shouting, What did you do? What did you do to this poor gnome? We did not do anything. He wandered up to us and... Has been screaming the entire time. That's a very convenient story. I know it is. We have just been listening to his performance. Excuse me? The performance, the singing. Trigus, he's... We, we kind of already went over this. He's not performing. Okay. So this is not... This is not a show. No. He's, he's, he's not okay. auditioning. No. Oh, okay. He needs help. What What do we do? The male half-orc tells the female half-orc, go get Gabe. Uh, oh. And the female half-orc runs down the street, and the male uh, half-orc you, says, you three stay right here. And he walks back into the bar uh, and comes back out a moment later with the, the green dragonborn, um, who, Rapna, through your, conver- your short conversation with him, know uh, his name is Max, um, and he does, in fact, own the bar. And he comes to the same conclusion. He sees the, the gnome lying on the ground and immediately looks at the three of you and is just appalled. What did you guys do to him? What happened here? My good sir, we must immediately rush the little man to the stage so that he can commence with his performance. No, he's not he's not trying to perform. He's in pain. We need to help him. Maybe I can maybe I can use one of my spells. I I'm I might be able to heal him. I uh I've I've only done this a couple times. Wait a second. I think you've done enough here tonight. Gabe is on his way, I've been told. You three have a lot of explaining to do. And as you're kind of just wondering <laughs> what to do, uh, a dwarven druid comes back with the female half-orc, and he kind of, he looks down at the gnome on the ground and still screaming all the all the time, all this conversation, he's been just moaning and mumbling and screaming in pain, and, and he seems to be getting worse. And the, the hill dwarf pulls a little jar out of one of his many, many pockets, uh, He's got, like, brown kind of uh, robes on, and and when he, you know, kind of opens it up a little bit, you can see he's got lots of pockets in there. He pulls out a little jar from his pocket, and it's got a purple kind of gel uh, in there, and he, he, there's not a lot left. He takes the gel, and he kind of uh, rubs it across the forehead of the poor screaming gnome, um, who almost immediately passes out. Max, again, looks at you, three uh, and then looks at Gabe and says, "What did they do to him? What happened?" And Gabe uh, kind of kind of takes a look at the three of you. He's he's again he's never seen anything like you before, so he kind of <laughs> he studies you a little bit. Uh, he's he's heard of the Tritons. He's he's very well educated. He knows of your people, but he's never met a Triton, so he's a little fascinated um, by you. And and he's he's. A little suspicious, obviously, of, of Rachna, who looks very orcish. Um, and, and I just Mara, you're just, yeah, you just look, you're with these two yahoos. And he's like, I don't know about this whole situation. What, what, what kind of, um, and then he looks, he looks down at the, at the gnome on the ground and says, uh, well, n- not to insult these three, uh, interesting people, but I don't think any of them is skilled enough to pull off something like this. I'm, I'm going to need, to keep this gnome uh, under this sedative 
until I can figure out what's going on with him. But I gotta tell you, I'm, I'm almost out. I'm, I'm almost out of this sedative. And, and Max looks, looks worried and he kind of looks, he looks at you guys, you know, kind of now a little, a little less suspicious, but still not really jiving to you. And says, uh, Gabe, don't you get, uh, don't you, don't you make that sedative out of that fungus from the, from the Carmia Caverns? Gabe nods and Max says, why don't you three do something useful and go to the Carmilla Caverns and get get Gabe here some of this sedative so we can figure out what's wrong with this gnome. Does that sound, you know, I'm not sure about you, but if you can successfully pull this off, I think uh, I think maybe I might change my mind a little bit about you three. And, and Gabe um, pipes in and says, yeah, and uh, I, I really need more of this fungus. And if you're able to bring me back some, I will reward you handsomely. I'll do what I can to help. I'm in. I mean, there's money involved, so I'm I'm in. <laughs> they look at you. Are Let's you? go. <laughs> it's in the Carmia Caverns, in that uh, in that northwestern chamber. Uh, you have to go through the Kynan jungle to get there. Be careful in there; it can get a little hairy. But uh, here are some jars for you to collect this fungus in. He gives you each a jar. It's a it's a purple colored fungus. And it's very important ingredient in this uh, in this sedative that I need to hopefully help this guy out. All right, we'll bring back as much as we can. Max actually says, like, if you guys wanna wanna wait until morning, you can. I guess I'll give you a room, but uh, when when Gabe pays you, I expect to be paid back for it. I don't like waiting, but I'm still a little drunk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> probably. I, I don't. Sleeping it off would be best. <laughs> I don't think I'll do as much good if. Uh, if I can't hold my axe, so uh, I'd like to take the room. Is that how you guys feel? Agreed. Yeah. All right, uh-huh. Max. Uh, Max sets you up with a a very basic room. It's got like three cots in it. There's um, at the end of each cot is like a small um, kind of trunk where you can put your belongings. Um, there is a uh, in the hallway uh, a shared bathroom for all the patrons of the that floor that level of the tavern. Um, it's the upstairs. And yeah, he gives you that room for the night. I think uh, I think Rachna walks right in, and the first bed that she sees, she just kind of flops face down on. She's still got like her pack on her back and everything. Uh, she just flops face down and is out within like seconds. <laughs> she's, does she snore? <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. So you guys walk in, and there's a snoring half orc in the first bed. <laughs> I think I'll take the bed farthest from the snoring half orc. <laughs> Good call. I make my way to the bathroom and discover a mirror for the first time. <laughs> oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> You've never seen yourself? I've that never go like? seen myself. Tell me how that goes. With a dried soup and all. It's, <laughs> it's a thing of wonder. It's I'm even more glorious than I imagined. I'm, I'm luminous with the flecks of the mushroom on my shoulders. Of course. And I start to sing. Are you going to start wearing soup as an accessory? I think so. Until it washes off. <laughs> okay, okay. You're just going to like, but you're not going to like, you're going to pour soup on yourself every morning to give yourself the luminous soup glow? Maybe that's what it is. I think that's what what makes me so beautiful. Alright. So you start singing. Hello, I love you, won't you tell me your name? While you're singing your song, someone kind of like bangs on the wall of the bathroom. We're trying to sleep! Oh, you want it louder. Hello, (laughs) I love you, won't you tell me your name? 
<laughs> and I think that's the beat. <laughs> Hello, I love you. Let me jump in your game. They finally just give up. <laughs> They're just like whatever. And then I go to bed because I've lost my audience. <laughs>